six, one, nine. JP. This is Dave. This is Brian. This is Dustin. This is Vito. Well, amazing. And uh, I am very nasally today. I apologize. Welcome to episode 87. 87. 87. 87. And once again, more cookies for Marcella June. Oh, Oh, my gosh. And Mike Kurtz. Yummy, 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 yummy. Thank you, Mike. Oh gosh! I love food. Oh, how do you? I, I do not have that kind of a. I can't resist self uh, oh, control. I've been eating a lot today, so I went to um, uh, cheesecake factory for lunch. Oh my goodness! So, oh, that's a yeah. lot of food. It but was. It's always a ton of food. I get those. I'm such a pig. I like. I go and I get the buffalo blasters all for myself, and then I get like a Caesar, <laughs> sa- a Caesar salad to go with it. And there's oh a God. piece of red velvet cheesecake in my. <gasps> Refrigerator. Ooh. Oh my god! Have you ever had yeah. the deep fried uh, macaroni and cheese? Um, I haven't had it there, but I've had it at other places where it's mm-hmm. really tasty. Yummy. I just had a. I had to work last night, and then I had a. We had a ten thirty mo- in the morning meeting at work, so Ew. I was five hour energy in myself into existence. It was not pretty at all. Mm. Um, so here we are. Uh, you might notice uh, through the course of the uh, of the uh, podcast that. Dave isn't saying a lot, and um, no. that's pretty much because he's not here. Yeah. So he apparently has more important things to do. He didn't really give us a reason, did he? Just said he couldn't make it. Um, said there's friend? somebody who's in town, and they're going to be in town one night only. Well, one night yeah, I didn't only. give a reason two one weeks night ago. Only, <laughs> one that, night only. like a friend of some kind. That was for Dave, because he would normally be the singer. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a good reason to me, so. Whatever. <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh. Well, let's go ahead and dive right on yeah. into things. Um, Justin alerted us to the fact that some of you have found your way to our website and mm-hmm. have been commenting there. Um, the challenge is that some of us have not found our way to the website, so we <laughs> haven't been commenting as much. But we really do um, appreciate it when you all do because then we, it gives us something to talk about that's um, not just our own homespun crap. So let's go ahead and take a look. Actually, let me go back to that the oldest one first. Or not the oldest one, but the one from episode 84. And episode 84, we talked about, oh, just, I don't know, all our normal bullshit. So let's just see what we had to have a comment. Oh, that's, that's oi. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's oi. I'm sorry. Whoever wrote oi on our comments, we're not really totally sure what you mean by oi. Or if what you're just language? Trying, if you're just trying to get our um, attention or, or what exactly. So if you want to like, elaborate on that. I can't believe that. what we said. Oi. It, yeah, it wasn't sure if it was an oi gavol or like an Australian oi, you know, so let us know. Um, <laughs> let's see. The first comment we have here, let's see. Oh, I didn't want to get into that because that's going to lead to our next topic. Right. Okay, we'll save that for third. We'll be right back. And now we're going to go to uh, episode After 85 comments. So 85 right was back. when we had um, Richard and Reed as our um, as our guests. And, um, and Reed... Well, oh, Reed thanked us for having Richard and him on the show. Oh, okay, well, you're welcome. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> let's see. Um, and then we had um, our friend Mike uh, just was telling us that he really enjoys our podcast, and 
we're glad you're enjoying it, Mike, and we're glad that you like our chemistry and that yes. we're coming across as authentic. Um, we definitely strive for being authentic. Mm -hmm. We rehearse um, for yes. like seven hours every yeah. day. <laughs> Just so we sound authentic. Um, uh, no. Yeah, so I think if you listen to us, um, you know we couldn't make these voices up or these personas up if we tried. So uh, this is definitely us. Um, he also agreed with me, which makes me like him all the more. Oh. Um, <laughs> that, you, that Justin should change his handle. Remember we were talking about mm -hmm. when coworkers could potentially run across your XTube account and what you should do if that happens. Um, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I didn't get that far. But I totally agree. I had to change mine. Yeah. yeah. When in doubt, make something completely random for your sexy time. I actually, went, time in, I actually went in and changed my photo, so my yeah. face wasn't in the main photo. Yeah, oh, I think that is a very smart idea. Um, and then our friend Carlos uh, came and talked to us a little bit, and he said that although he's only 24, um, well, let's see. This is interesting because he said, I wanted to comment about the nipples of sensitivity. I'm only 24, but in the last six years of being with guys, my dimples have changed from no sensation um, into anything can tri trigger them, especially light touches. So apparently homosexual sex has brought about extra sensitivity. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nipple changes. I, all I can say to that is good for you, man. I mean, you're lucky. Yeah, that's lucky. I wasn't here yeah, to talk awesome. about mine, but mine used to be, before I had the operation on my chest, mine used to be like that, where I name badges, anything would rub against them, and I would get... Mm. Excited. Mm. I'm um, as my. We're all playing with our nipples right I now. Know. <laughs> Just my, a double double check where we're at. Well, mine are always kind of excited, but they don't do anything. In an excited state. Mm -hmm. oh, as no, my, I would um, be, I would be like something would rub against it, and I'd be all, I would shake and go, "Ooh." Well, it's been like a month for you now, JP. I know. So as, uh, what's as the, the status? As the piercing was starting to heal, it's like I feel a little something, but it's certainly not you know really turned on. This is what so, we should. I'm hoping. I think uh, we should switch to video instead of just audio. Nobody wants to see that. <laughs> Trust, me. Trust me. I can see it. Y'all don't want to see that. Um, so, and then the other thing um, he uh, Carlos touched in on was as far as over how men are communicating communicating with technology. I might be young, but I prefer. Well, no, you're not that young, man. You're 24. That's kind of that's kind of old. Already, that's young. So. Oh, wow. I'm saying that because I'm old and I'm jealous of you being. <laughs> um, I might be young, but I prefer not using my iPhone in front of meeting new people. I agree with Justin and Brian there, another good listener, um, <laughs> that when one is socializing, leave the technology in the pants, uh, so to speak. So, um, <laughs> unless you're you know, playing on the socializing you're doing, then you want to take the technology out of your pants and, right. and put it to use. So. <laughs> Um, well, cool, Carlos. Um, thanks a lot yes, for chiming in. We're for glad, all the comments. We're glad your nipples are becoming more sensitive. That's really exciting. And um, I think it's a classy <laughs> a classy move to, to keep your phone in your pants um, when you're first getting to know people. I think everybody yeah, I mean, deserves I mean, it's, your attention. It's different, you know, in a group where everybody's doing it. But yeah. it's one-on-one, -on -one, first time. Uh, no. I'm finding anybody under the age of 24 has their head in their phone constantly now. Texting. Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. And hanging out with people this weekend, uh, there was a lot of multitasking. Where people, like, there's like six people hanging out in a room, and everybody had their phone open. But everybody, we're all having conversations at the same time. And to me, like, I don't mind that at all. Like, I don't need if it's just if it's a big group of people. I don't. Yeah. You know, I think our culture is kind of evolving in this in the way that, especially if it's the casual thing like that. I'm not talking like a dinner party where we're having wine and cheese and whatnot and mm. stimulating conversation. Then. Right. That's sort of a different um, situation. But if, just, yeah. but if it's just like you're all sharing a house and you wake up in the morning and everybody's checking their email and their Twitter feeds and all that shit, um, you know, if you can if you can juggle, then by all means, you know, why not? So I think it's just a matter of I think part of being 
a guy with class is knowing <laughs> is knowing when you should have that phone out or when you should. So, um, well, let's get to this other comment. This is going to kind of leave and lead into our first topic for tonight. Um, our buddy Tim just got a hold of us um, back at the end of March. And this was regarding um, when we were talking about uh, fashion and how our friends up north in San Francisco can be a little more uh, fashionable as far as Paris <laughs> go. And uh, he said, you know, uh, we were talking about San Francisco uh, bears dressing a little more hip, more artsy, something like that. And he said, I think it's a good sign getting to the point where bears and big guys can think about what to wear beyond, um, quote, what the hell will fit shows a big leap in the bear community's self-acceptance and self-image. Just as the gay community as a whole seems to be slowly accepting the idea that not every gay man has to be a skinny circuit boy, so the bear community is slowly accepting the idea that not every bear has to be outfitted in a flannel and jeans uh, or t-shirt and cargo shorts. In the late 80s, when bear clubs and bars started forming, today's standard bear lumberjack drag was actually a radical statement, like flat tops and tattoos. In 1990, if you saw a guy with a flat top and a beard, probably a homo. NYPD shirt, homo, tattoos, homo, body piercing, big homo. Today, that same look is universal, and frankly, that's a bit sad. So maybe the new radical statement is presenting a more refined image. I like who I am, and damn it, I look good. Um, so thank you, Tim, the old guy with the unpronounceable name in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> he, that's what he said. Um, yeah. Not me. I'm, I'm uh, quoting him directly. I'm trying. I mean, I'm trying to dress a little bit better. Uh, well, see, and that, that's always been my complaint is um, I actually I think I commented saying something about maybe it's time for a bear fashion designer. Mm-hmm. Um, there are. But, uh, they just don't design fashion for bears. Exactly. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, there's that's two the super problem. hot bear Those fashion guys, designer yeah. guys. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about the guy. I'm talking about designing clothes mm. that look good for bigger people. Well, maybe, okay, but maybe, 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 or I should say bigger males because they have plus size for women. But right. They don't have. Please don't call us plus size. Please don't call us. Plus size. <laughs> <laughs> I deny that they have plus size right. for women, but okay. um, but you know what I mean. Like like they I like have to call it like jumbo they have, petite. They have jumbo petite. <laughs> It's like a butterfly shrimp. Anyway, they, um, <laughs> you know, it's like they, they have fashionable clothes for bigger women, but then it's like guys, they just go, oh, he'll just wear a t-shirt. I get what well, you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think um, it's one of those things where you, you you get what you put the effort forth for, because having a couple of guys I hung out with this weekend, are they're big boys, but they're rocking some pretty, you know, fashion forward looks, you know? I think it all comes down to how much time you have on your hands and the ability to look for these items and how much money you have, too. Because, you know, sometimes, um, like just the other day, I was commenting because um, we were hanging out with uh, Dean and JD, and Dean looks freaking hot. He's got all these awesome clothes. Right. And I'm like, where does he get that? Oh, well, you know, uh, Ben Sherman has a big store, you know, for big guys. And I'm like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, it's kind of pricey, but, you know, he's got nice items. I think that's what it comes down to is like, if you want to, be sort of fashionable looking. Sometimes you got to put your wallet, you know, forward first. I'm going to gonna say stuff you want. I'm going to say also though that as a nation, you know, United States, we are <clears throat> an obese nation. We are overweight, and it's and I'm not just that's preposterous, JP. <laughs> well, but but wait, wait. So because of that, there are more people who are heavier, and therefore the fashion industry is already starting to design clothes for the heavier people. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're, they're, it's they're, they're only but available it's at Target and Walmart, where one size fits many, and yeah. it's not exactly flattering, you know? Oh, I still... What's, what was this but designer's name that Dean uses? Oh, Ben Sherman. Ben Sherman. I shouldn't say that, because now all our ba- now the bears are all going to be copping Ben Sherman, and that'll be the end of that being interesting. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never seen 
big sizes anywhere except for the big tall men's store. And what's well, I mean, tall? there's this thing called the internet, and you could you can totally get on there. And there's oh, I've heard Old Navy, and, stuff like and that. you could buy bigger shorts on Old Navy. But see, what you're doing is you're, I mean, in terms of being fashionable, mm-hmm. you're not going to be fashionable buying anything at Old Navy, right? That's consumer clothing. That's it's consumer clothing. I'm sorry, it's yeah. easy to say, but I still have to find my size. Well, no, and uh, dude, I'm not. It's it's not like I'm. Tr- I'm not trying to be antagonistic. What I'm saying is, I have you know, I have challenges like that too. I'm a big tall. I'm a yes, tall guy are. with a big waist, and it's really difficult for me to find stuff too. Which is why generally I'm wearing cargo shorts and a t-shirt. The thing is, though, in the last two years, it's become insanely boring to wear cargo shorts and a t-shirt. You mm-hmm. go to a bear run. And it's just like, wow, it's Attack of the Clones, you know, on a whole new mm. level. It wasn't always that way, but it's become more so because everybody's like, well, cargo shorts are super fucking comfy. They got yep. extra, uh, you know, pockets. You can put yep. anything in them. They're awesome. Yep. You know, and T-shirts, yay. Um, I can express my style and, blah, you mm. know, and have my little artsy artistic statement on my chest, you know, and mm-hmm. and find people that, you know, it's like, it's almost like. You're, you have a, bull, uh, a, a sign on your chest that's saying, if you like this, you like me. You know, come say right. hello. Well, literally, right. this I have some, like, kind of checkered, kind of cool. What, JP, what would you call these shorts? Plaid. Plaid, Plaid. Plaid. shorts. <laughs> shorts on for the first time in years. Well, All and my you, stuff and you made it a been, year and a half too late. <laughs> it's been... Uh, it's the first time I found the size. Yeah, no, I do. I'm with you, man. It's no, it's, uh, it's hard. Solid I, cargo short colors. You know, I don't know how many times I khaki. go. I go out looking or, for new clothes and I just get so disheartened. Not khaki, but because it's like yeah. camo. Nothing out there looks. Well, good. the other thing is, is that in it. San Diego, we're not really on the cutting edge of fashion in terms of like if you just walk around a mall, you're not going to be super inspired by what you see because people are all kind of wearing kind of boring clothing. Now, if you went to Los Angeles or San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Um, even being a Coachella this weekend, I mean, all of a sudden, I mean, I'm not saying these people are on the cutting edge because in a lot of ways, they're very samey within their own little units. You know, like if you see a lot of hipsters, you know, they're, you know, wearing um, like clam digger cut off jean shorts that are really tight, you know, and you low, know, they're wearing waist. plaid shirts and little nifty caps. And it's like, yeah, it's like I see people dressed like that. It's a hard look for a bear to pull off because it's hard to find stuff like that that fits us, you know. Mm-hmm. But it can be done. I just think you have to put some effort for it. Like like Carrera, you know, Michael Carrera who DJs right. at Wolf. He, Michael he Carrera dresses, dresses really well, and he's a big boy, so it, it it can be done, you know. I think it is that extra effort part. Yeah. I mean, Lloyd is a big boy, and Lloyd puts on. He has really nice clothes that he wears, huh. you know. I just mm. you know you just got to kind of go for it. Maybe there's some resources or something that we just yeah. don't have access to or don't know about. I think some of it has to do with comfort level too. For me, if I buy something that is even a little bit fashionable, I, it's always hard for me to put it on because I'm so unaccustomed to seeing it on me. <laughs> like if I wear anything that's not a t-shirt, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like that because no, that's then, not what I look at every day in the mirror. Well, and then and then plus, just in in the group mentality, like you go and you meet all your friends and they're not dressed like that, yeah. and so it kind of makes. But you then feel you're, that's odd right out. back in high school. Though. Exactly. That's why I'm like, you yeah, have got to put that, that and, mm-hmm. and that's why you got to like put that fear or mm-hmm. that, you know, whatever, you know, I. Yeah, I've definitely had to eat my words many times when it comes to that. Like I've seen, you know, I'll Your give people shit shorts. for what they wear, and then I'll end up wearing it myself. Yeah. Or, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take know. this backwards though, because when it was in high school and I was in college, I was very concerned with fashion, but also I could fit into all the well, fashions over there. Well, and I was in a <laughs> But lately, for the past, I'm gonna say five years or something, I have not been concerned with fashion. I've just been concerned with being comfortable. I live in Southern California. That's not I true. I like being. Well, no. You I mean, dress when we go in out, a fashionable way. You take. You have a lot of concern with your appearance. You accessorize. 
You have matching, lots of matching things yeah, and little hats and, hats and <laughs> your glasses oh, well, are very shoes. fashionable. All right, so don't forget the shoes. Don't try to pull. Look at, I mean, look at you. You're in an ensemble right now. Well, yeah. Everybody has a look. I, okay, that is true. I mean, I will say when I when I put clothes on, I try to make sure that what I'm going to wear is going to match and it's going to, you know, the colors aren't going to clash and be stupid. But that's like second nature. I don't consider that actually being fashionable. I just consider that dressing well. Right. Well, there's, you know, there's a way to make the bear look not be frumpy. Like, like Mike, like your Mike definitely dresses like cubby bear type guy, but mm -hmm. he does it in a way that it's still kind of classy because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's put together and it's thought out. You yeah. know, you can tell he's just like, well, this hoodie looks good with these socks yeah. and these shoes look good with these pants. Well, very pop culture kind of thing. I don't know how to describe yep. it. Yeah. Like pop fashion. That's kind of yeah. like a good way to put it. Yeah. And like, yeah. I've noticed, I don't know. I just noticed things, the black socks, people wearing the black socks instead of white socks. But yeah, I've, I've noticed high. that a lot more too. I you started doing eat. that over a year ago. So yeah. you're pretty hip then. No, right? I'm not. I just saw somebody do that and I went, that looks cool. And so I started oh, doing no, it. I, I can't, didn't like I the dark socks, it. but I like Don't. the dark socks that are barely above the shoe. What's that called? The ankle socks. The ankle yeah, socks. Even lower. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't like uh, with with. Uh, I think it all um, depends on what you wear it for. Like sneakers and you know cash shoes like that. No white socks for me. I think if you wear if you're wearing like a dark uh, tennis shoe or a dark sort of casual dress, um, uh, it just really depends. But I I had these dark shoes that I actually used to bartend in now that I thought looked great with black socks. So last summer that's like all I wore. I went out of my way to go buy more black I, and gray socks because I thought it looked really cool, and I wore that a lot. But it also depended on what I was wearing up top. And these days, I don't know, for some, you know, I came, we stopped wearing pants and I started going to wearing shorts and I haven't even thought to wear black socks again. That, hmm. that hurts my brain. I can't, like, have white socks and black socks and go, okay, which ones am I going to wear? My Why? brain says, I need to choose one or the other. Well, right. You, <laughs> well, yeah, wear, you wear white. You only no, wear I mean, one pair. The, the white, time. you're going to go completely <laughs> out of my drawer and no. I'm going to wear all black socks. Or all white socks. I'm having a lot of trouble. And maybe being fashionable is more than you're ready to, maybe, to jump maybe. into. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying this on my brain, and I'm like, I'm just not thinking that way. I'm thinking, okay, i got to get rid of, in order to be hip, well, I need to get rid of all my white socks nope. or replace them no, with the black. No, 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 and no. the other thing is, okay, here's the deal. Honestly, I think if you start, if you're at home and you're, and you're thinking um, at any age over 35, you're thinking, in order to be hip, I have to do blank, you... There's already a problem there. <laughs> right. Well, the thing is, it's, it's with the jean shorts, right? My buddy says, okay, do not wear jean shorts. They're horrible. I got rid of all my jean shorts. We've been saying that for about eight years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And well, I was back. only started about four years ago. I stopped wearing. Okay. I'm just telling you Again, how my brain right. works. No, I'm okay? with you. I could go ahead and do the two-color socks thing, but I would need a <laughs> well, guideline. Vito, Vito, here's the thing. Fashion constantly changes. Yeah. And the other thing is, Vito, Vito, by the time you're completely done with jean shorts, they'll be back They'll be style. back. I know, like that email well, from actually, Dave today. Actually, yeah. They are. Dave saying the they're coming back, oh. and I've been seeing a lot of people wearing jean shorts. But oh, they're God. not your standard loose leg right. jean shorts. They're, not the, they're, they're capri. Not, they're exactly. tight. They're, they're, it's almost like I saw This was so ridiculous. I had to laugh out loud when I saw it this weekend. You know how hipster jeans are incredibly tight and they're low slung low, below the waist? Right. Uh, what, this rise. guy had yeah. low rise hipster shorts. And I swear to God, I almost went up to and asked him, is the underwear that you're showing above your pants sewn into the jeans? Because that's the only way I can understand them staying around your waist right now. Whoa. That's how odd it looked. <laughs> I was just like, that's, how are you walking? And those are on your body and not falling off. <laughs> Valid question. It was, yeah. it was so funny. But, um, I, you know, for me, in terms of what I like to wear and, and, and stuff, it generally is I go out. 
if I see somebody wearing something that's kind of cool and turns me on, yeah. then I go try to find it in my size or I see if mm-hmm. I can put it together myself with what I have. Yeah, I did that with the you VZ know? sunglasses. I yeah. saw some guys with VZ sunglasses and I love those things. The I think it was zippers. actually John Moore was the one who wore black socks one time and I was like, John Moore, you look fucking hip like that. I'm going to yeah. totally <laughs> give that a shot. Can't, I can't do it. With, with, um, I like with um, oh God, like sneakers and stuff. I just think the white socks give it a really clean look and, and mm-hmm. just looks... I think the black socks just kind of look like... I don't know how to describe it. Just kind of... Well, I got a question for you, JP. Mm. The chain that holds... The, is Love it you're it. holding your wallet? Uh-huh. Now, is that fashion or do you really think someone's going to steal your wallet? It's actually... The reason I got it was for when I'm riding on my scooter. Ah. Uh-huh. So that if my wallet were to work its way out, uh-huh. it would not fall on the road. So it's actually it was to secure it in, not for fashion, but for security, not to keep it from being stolen, so I wouldn't fall out. But and now I just I wear it because I, I like it for the fashion. Look. I have a leather wallet yeah. with a chain, the wallet chain, and I would put it on. Yeah. But I kind of, I kind of like would the wear it anyway. for fashion to the bar. Years ago, I haven't worn it in a while. That's because they're not in fashion. Anymore. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's okay. I still, I still wear it because I, I like actually it. still like them, but I don't think technically they're in style anymore. Because if you wear it on the right, then you're. A bottom. Oh, right? you think about oh it. God! Don't <laughs> even go into that. Stuff a chain and what about ass. the color hankies? That's all. No, you know, and I, I'm always, I always appreciate it when a guy tries to kind of be stylish. Like, like Top of the Park is a good example. To me, Top of the Park is a step above your normal pub crawl. Right. Like, if I go to Top of the Park, I, I generally kind of put a little extra edge on what I'm wearing. Like, I just, you know, maybe I'll put on a polo or. Just, you know, maybe better shoes than I would normally wear. Like, I try to bump it up a step as opposed to, like, if I'm just, you know, going out to Pex on a Saturday afternoon for a, for a beer or if I'm going to somebody's house right. for a pool party, no, that kind of I thing. I agree. Huh. So, and I always, and I appreciate when, when people do the same. Or, like, if we all go to the theater together, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't just wear, I'm gonna you know, cargo shorts yeah, and t shirt. Or even shorts right. and jeans. Or, or you know, I mean, even shirt, a shirt and jeans. Right. You know, I'm going to wear, like, a button down or something like that. Well, it's I'll still wear shorts, but I'll, I'll wear a collared shirt. <clears throat> I, um, I was at a, a wedding. I think it was in the last episode. I talked about going to yeah, my boss's wedding. You guys looked good too. We saw your pictures. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it was very but handsome. Now very handsome. I actually have I, I have a brand new suit because he bought suits for all of the groomsmen. Oh wow! Yes, so I've got a brand new suit, and I'm looking forward to doing another you know bears um, dress up go out kind of night like we did last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, bears and suits night. That was fun. Yeah, I missed that. That looked really fun. I don't really know fun. if my suit still fits, though. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we, I have something special like that coming up, I always have to jump in my suit real quick and see if it still fits. Oh, <laughs> I hear you. With the belly and everything. Oh, um, like one of the other things that Vito had brought up when we were uh, going to talk about fashion was um, was kilts. And it, it's funny because, um, I, you know, Utila Kilts and I don't get along. <laughs> but uh, when I was at Coachella this last weekend, and um, there was a, there's a, big open one of the performance areas is called the do lab and it's um it's like a little kind of dj oasis around in the middle of all the stages and it's it's confined so that they have like thumping djs playing thumping music but it doesn't interrupt what else is going on and when you're in there they have these like it's almost like um a spray nozzle you use for your car to wash your car okay but there's people up on stage and they're spraying the crowd down you know because it's in the 90s there so Mm -hmm. you'd go in there to to dance your ass off but to get you know hosed down and dry off and this guy that was working there, um, I have a picture, but I, well, here, I'll show you later. Um, or I'll, we'll post it or something. Total big red ginger daddy bear, you know, big red biker stash, 
black cowboy hat, black sunglasses, black leather bands, black uh, black vest, and a black utility kilt. And I'm just like, oh, Mary, you know. But it's it's <laughs> it's it's Coachella, you know, and kind of anything goes as far as all of that goes. But um, totally burly. And of course, we're there, and we're me and JD and Zach were there, and um, we're kind of drooling over and stuff. And I went to go watch a band and. About 10 minutes later, I get a text from Zach, and Zach's like, oh, yeah, I realized I totally dated that guy back in the day. <laughs> and I was like, what, a, what the fuck? Like, we run into, like, one random bear on a stage, and you're, you've got to say that you dated him. But well, I'm, the reason uh, I thought of the kilt is because I was in Long Beach, and I went to a Fresh and Easy, and there was a bear in a kilt. And I was like, you know, there are people that wear those full time. Yeah. Totally. There's two guys that come to the bar that wear theirs a lot. Well, actually, um, one of my friends up in L.A., like, lives in a kilt. Uh, I guess I have I have two talk about comfort. I have two traditional kilts, but they're traditional Scottish kilts that I only wear for like the Highland Games and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> Which I still uh, I get itchy around those things. They're hot, dude. There's a guy online who's freaking insanely hot when he wears his kilt. Yeah, but it's like some some guys can wear it, some guys can't. And we know people who who have utility kilts and they look good in them. We have you know we know people who have utility kilts and I think yeah. some people wear thing. them and it's like it, they yeah. they line up really well with their knees and they yeah. look great. And other people wear them and it kind of looks like um, a cheerleader dress from like the nineteen forties or something. You know, yeah. it, it's just. I don't know. I guess it's like almost anything else. If it if, if it fits you well, this you is, know. Yeah, I feel the same way about uh, nose rings, but. It's kind of off the subject. Yeah, so, yeah, no, some I mean, people have fashion nose too, though. Work some people some... look amazing in nose rings, and some people, yeah, and some yeah. people look sort of silly. I've only seen one person that I liked with a nose ring, though. I'm real, I don't like them really. Yeah. I find a lot of facial piercings to be distracting. And saying, as somebody who used to have one, I mean, I that's one of the reasons I took it out. I just think, you know, I'd rather just look at your face. Yeah, you know? <laughs> wasn't that distracting. Well, yeah, like mine was hidden from view, but I mean, just in, in general. I mean, I, I didn't want to bring that up without admitting that I had one. You know, you just reminded me. I had a friend that had the labret, and he would get his cell phone. You know, how you have the cell phone thing with the little. Uh, you put it in your ear, and it's got the mic. Right. And he would get the little clip, and he would clip it to his labret, so the mic would be closer to his mouth. Oh. I thought that was funny. That anyway, funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I think we've, we've pretty much made a case. For or uh, for fashion, I guess. Um, if you are a fashionable uh, bear and or cub and or friend of bears and cubs, um, feel free to let us know what you Especially think. the black sock thing. I want to know what people think you about the black socks. I'm depressed. I, I know. I, I know well, he's still recovering from Coachella. <laughs> yeah. That's what you sound like. You sound like. Uh, I'm sorry. I, like, oh, I, I, think, I had yeah, major it's surgery. Like, it's like he's still Eeyore. recovering from. Uh, I know. You know what it is? It's like, um, all, it's, it's like a combination of. Um, going like to summer camp, you know, like you know, at the end of summer camp, like you have to say goodbye to all your friends, and it's really tough, and yeah, and it's this really weird feeling when you go through an experience like that, and it's just so intense, and um, it's nonstop, and you know, it's it's it sounds I, like like a little mini version of like a Burning Man experience. I think it's I think it's like it it, uh, it, it is like Burning Man. I, I mean, imagine it that it's like Burning Man, and but it's in a different way. It's it's almost yeah. like a a lighter commitment, you know, because yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you, sure. you get to escape it. But I think it's it's similar in the sense that you are connecting with a huge number of people and having a shared experience right. uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. on a level that's kind of outside of judgment and cynicism. I mean, it's there, yeah. Yeah. but it's so easy to just go 
oh, that's who you are? Okay, go over there with the rest of the cynical people that aren't willing to dive into this and, and, and go ahead and be who you're going to be, but we're too busy having a really, really fucking yeah. good time. And you feel the call to go back. Yeah, there's, there's, there's like, it's like your powers are useless here, you know? I mean, <laughs> there's a place for you. It's called the Beer Garden. Have a great time. We're all going to be out here participating and having a fucking amazing time. Uh, um, so, and, and, and it gets better every year. I just, I've, I've really been fortunate enough to connect with some, some pretty amazing people and, um, and it's just, uh, it's just fantastic. And, and, and I mean, before getting all of that, we all, it's funny, three of the four of us ended up in Palm Springs this weekend, um, uh, for three different reasons, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were all together, yep. uh, Thursday, there was a, like a meet and greet, um, for Coachella for all the, the folks going to Coachella and po- folks in town at the, um, at the tool shed. Right. Um, and that was, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. Uh, Jeb, uh, we, I, we went up, we were staying at, um, our friend Steven Jack's house, uh, it's Jeb and Thomas and Mike and me were staying there and Jeb DJed at the tool shed for, yeah. um, about an hour. It was Along Jeb, with, uh, Donovan, Donovan and, and JP, AKA evil JP. I thought evil the music JP. was really good. Yeah. 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 For the record, um, there are three JPs there. <laughs> There's Evil JP, who's John Jean Philippe from um, Oakland. There's Good JP, who's from Sacramento, and then there's Gay P, who's from San Diego. <laughs> who's a fan? Thanks. <laughs> yeah, having three JPs in one space, I thought yeah. that space time might actually. No, we have I three mean, Brian's in our house. I heard from quite a few people that that bar, the Tool Shed, does not look like that ever. No, that many that, that, it was men. super, yeah, super. That many yeah. handsome men in one one space. Well, all you have yeah. to do is yeah. kind of look around. I mean, that's like. There should be, it should be made into a museum. Like, if you ever wanted to see what, like, a leather, CD leather bar looked like in, like, 1974, it's, that's exactly that's how it. it would look. And, and I mean, I don't Tom's want to cut a- on the tool shit, because my friend Rick, who used to work with me at Peck, bartends yeah. there. He was bartending that night, you know, um, but, but, I've yeah. been there a few times. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's not a, too crack. It's, it's really a, it's yeah. a CD, sketchy leather bar, which mm-hmm. is exactly what people kind of. You know, and Palm, and Palm Springs, it fucking works. I mean, you know, that town, I think there's a lot of people that like that. I'm just, I'm just saying. But it was funny walking in, and you could just easily, you could see the six people who would have been there, even if it was just a normal Thursday. Right. And, then, and then I could see the 12 people who clearly were out of place um, and who weren't there, you know, who were only there because of that. And then, you know, within probably an hour and a half, there was, I don't know, maybe like 50 people there, you think? I was more yeah. than 50. Yeah, it was quite a lot. It was awesome. Quite a lot, yeah. It was fun, and um, that was sort of the theme of the weekend, which is being surrounded by a lot of my favorite people and being incredibly, you know, <laughs> fortunate and A lot of people lucky. walked through. I was surprised to see them there. Didn't know they were going to be at Coachella. Yeah, I, I had no idea either. <coughs> Including people, you, Vito. Yeah. I had no idea you were going to be there. Well, I'm, uh, I went for two reasons. The, the new Bear Heat dance that Steve-O's putting on. And then for business, which I'll announce next podcast. Well, as long as you're pimping uh, Steve-O's Bare Heat Dance, why don't you tell us where that was and when it was? Oh, is that this place called Dinks? You know what Dinks stands for? Double Income No Kids? Yeah, that's what they named it after. What? Why? Oh, that's funny. It's a restaurant. I think that's funny. Double Income No Kids, a.k.a. the gays. I guess it had a sketchy past. It's a great facility. I guess they had some issues with drag queens and stuff. When they well, first opened, <laughs> and so the, uh, the the community kind of didn't like it for a while. But now the food's great. We went to dinner there, and the food was fantastic. The only problem with Dinks is, isn't that like a racial slur? No, I could I could have sworn watching Platoon that that was something they used to describe the folks they were trying. Maybe to on the chain maybe no Dink. Oh. Dink. Go watch Platoon. Dinky Dow, something like that. No, no, I don't go watch Platoon. Um, 
Yeah, anyway, right. <laughs> just the, this facility is fantastic, though. There's like a square bar in the back patio and cool couches to sit on. And and uh, just just the whole oh, the inside is this massive, huge bar. Just the facility is great for a bear dance. So now were uh, there people there dancing, sort of? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, uh, not as many people danced as we would have liked. Uh, there's there's going to be a new DJ on Memorial Day. Just found out today from Steve-O. And, uh, but there were plenty of people having a great time talking. Cool. There's going to be, uh, now there's going to be a draft beer on the patio where there wasn't that before. Uh, so, you know, he's making gonna it be better mo- each that's time. going to be a monthly gig. It's going to be a monthly gig. Uh, it's supposed to be the second. Second Saturday of each month. But he moved it to Memorial Day for this month, this so next the, month. Last Saturday of May. Yeah. So I'm making a webpage for it this weekend. Oh, groovy. He just asked me today. So that's cool. it's really, so it's, and then, and then of course we were just talking and his brain, you know, exploded and he's like, okay, we're going to get a discount at the Ramada next door and we'll make it a big weekend. And so give an excuse to everybody come to Palm Springs once a month. So he doesn't do anything small. Hmm. Oh man. I mean, you know, people go to Long Beach for their bear events. So I don't yeah. see why people wouldn't yeah. go to Palm Springs for, for a bear event. And yeah. it's only going to get better. There were tons of people there. That's cool. Yeah, it's not a far drive from from L.A. especially. So, I don't think I'd want to drive to Coachella more than once a month. But uh, this <laughs> is a bore. I hate that drive. Well, along. it's the, farther. The, the 15, Indio, 215, 60, you know, yeah, drag the, is. The polo fields are much farther than, oh, than sure, Palm Springs yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, our house oh, yeah. that we got, that we rented, was was in Palm Springs pop, proper. I, I can't remember what the neighborhood's called. Something about, like, the film something or... Something like that. But, so you were uh, at least 20 minutes away, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a good 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, it was actually a, a, a house that um, Tony Curtis and Janet Lee lived in. Mm. So there were pictures of them sort of <laughs> sprinkled around the place. And it was sort of, we kept making jokes about Tony Curtis's gay ghost, like reprimanding <laughs> us <laughs> and that kind of thing. A beautiful, beautiful home, though. That's how everything is done out there. I have a friend that works for property management, and it's mm-hmm. all like, this used to be Tony Curtis's house. Yeah. This used to be Sinatra's house. It's just how totally. it works. Yeah. yeah, but it was funny because when I mentioned that, people, the people, locals would be like, oh, yeah, I've yeah. seen, I know that Even house. if they lived in it for like a month, it yeah. gets their name on it. Yeah. You know? But, uh, it, so the place where I stood, it was great. I mean, last year, um, I hooked up with these guys, and I, I know I talked about um, um, Coachella last year, too. And this year, we actually split into two houses. Um, and so uh, we had a nice group at our place, and just a beautiful freaking house, big pool and jacuzzi, and... Um, and Zach came out from Philly and he was my roomie. And then, um, and Brian, you know, who run, who runs Brian American, Brian's American eatery was, was with us too. Yeah, I we saw all, that. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, I didn't even know he was going. I don't know if you guys would know anybody else that stayed there. Um, uh, but it's just a great group of fellas. And, um, <laughs> I just am going to run real quick, just shoot some highlights, um, from my weekend, uh, in terms of, uh, of, of musical acts. Um, Saturday's headliner was the Arcade Fire, and uh, you might know they won the Grammy for Best Artist, whatever that means. But uh, they were amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, the kind of the highlight for me was, and I put a video of it on my Facebook page, but um, their last number before their encore, um, it's this really sort of big anthemic song where everybody's kind of going, um, doing this O, like the whole audience sings along to this O chorus and stuff. And during the first chorus, um, well, before the course, even we could see that this huge crane was lifting this thing onto the top of the stage, and this thing was like as big as a house. So we're back there, you know, we're all freaking going crazy and being silly and stuff. And I just was like, oh man, what if they like lift it up and it's like a tank with a shark in it? How cool that'd be, you know? And then I was like, or what if like 
the band disappears and then they reappear up in the box above the stage. You know, and, you know we're just having fun. And then all of a sudden during this course, it opens and these huge balls like this big around. So I'm saying like big, twice as big as a world globe, like really big. Um, your standard world globe, I guess I would say. Um, start dropping from this. And apparently uh, there were t- like 2,000, 2000 of these balls were dropped onto the crowd. Wow. The crowd is going insane. Yeah. We're going insane. The balls are being bounced around and everything. And they're sort of spreading out past the front of the stage, you know, out into the crowd. And then as the second chorus of the OOs start going in, they light up all at the same time. All the balls? All the balls light up. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. They all light up. Well, apparently there's this, like, a radio-controlled LED in each one of them. Oh, my God. So after that, so then we completely lose our shit. You know, because it's it's like a shiny, but it's like a lot of shinies, and the shinies are bouncing. And then they all start to rhythmically change color together. No way. Then they start blinking, and it's just, oh, wow. we're losing our minds. Like the crowd is losing its mind. Like, I mean, I'm just ready for, like, the grounds to just, like, rip apart and blast into the universe, you know? It's just, it was that sort of a thing. It was just, Holy crap. just really, really yeah. special and unreal, and and after they finish their set, of course, I'm just like a little kid, and I run up to this girl who has one of them, and I'm like, can I get a picture with you and your ball, you know? And so I got my picture with the ball, and I was all excited about that. Um, I would we, want two, and then to destroy one and open it up to see what well, the hell's inside. that's the thing. They were, the way they were made, um, there's actually a hole in them, like about, about a big around as a grapefruit, so you can actually, you know, you can oh, put your hand yeah. inside. Um, what we came to find out, though, is that um, each one of them is unique and has a code on the inside, which you can go to a website and become a part of this unique community of ball owners, I guess. <laughs> and, a pair, and and something will come of that. There's and, and, the, and nobody really knows what it is yet. Uh, I did crap. see we, somebody. Uh, I think it was Zach had checked online. And there was a ball for sale on eBay for a thousand dollars. Holy crap! So, now, how wow. did you determine that that was the show that you were going to be at? Oh, is there multiple things there are. going on and at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, just in case people don't know what Coachella is, it's a three-day music festival out at the and the, on these polo fields. The grass is green. It's beautiful. It's hot during the day. It's wonderful at night. Um, uh, there's plenty of shade, lots of water. Uh, everything's and it's just amazing. But um, yeah, there's a main stage which is ginormous. Um, and that's where all your, your kind of headline acts are. And then you have um, an outdoor stage, which is uh, somewhat smaller, but you still have really big bands there. I mean, um, Tom York played on that stage last year. Well, the main stage is outdoor, too, though. Every, yeah, the main stage and the outdoor stage are both completely outdoor. Okay. And then you have a series of tents, um, the Gobi, which is pretty big, the Mojave, which is considerably bigger, and then the Sahara, which is really fucking big. <laughs> and the Sahara is the, the primary. It's like where they have all the DJs and... Um, so it's, it's, it's primarily DJs. They do have like some dance rock acts occasionally. Um, when Daft Punk played with their pyramid and blew everybody's mind, that was in the Sahara tent. When Madonna played, that was in the Sahara tent. Um, so the Sahara tent is really, really big. Uh, this year, what kind of took it to the next level was they had these art installations um, that were in the Sahara tent that were all made up of LED lights. And then the main stage was also this huge installation with LED lights um, that were done by some of the same people that work on U2's live stage shows. Okay. So on the main stage, in between acts, they would actually have these light presentations that were really kind of cool. crazy and neat. That's and cool. what's great is you can go on YouTube and you can see all of this stuff, and it's it's really something. Um, just to lightly touch on Kanye West, because it was funny, because we watched a couple of his songs before we went and saw another great band called The Presets. Kanye West was pretty amazing. Um, he came out all by himself. He's on this platform. And the platform is about as big as, as big as round as he is, and then it lights up like kind of like a little spaceship, and it just lifts up, 
you know, and he's probably, I don't know, 50 feet off the ground. And then it rotates out over the crowd, all the way over the crowd, and then comes back to the stage. And meanwhile, there's like these golden goddess dancers like dancing around below him. And it was pretty impressive. He took that headlining thing very seriously. <laughs> um, so another another great band that put on the great show is called Empire of the Sun. Um, I wasn't all that impressed with their album, but their live stage show was fantastic. It was like 21st century Japanese parliament funkadelic. It was wow. fucking crazy. And I saw that with Dave Zakowski. I know. Well, Parliament Funk, George Clinton, the Parliament Funkadelic. Um, I saw that with um, with Dave uh, Zakowski and Greg, Greg Whipple, and we all were just losing our shit over that. We were just like, oh my God, it's crazy. And oh, I didn't so, know they were there also. Yeah, God, there yeah. So, so many, so many there. cool people there. I'm telling you. Oh, um, they have they have like a, a merchants that you can buy stuff? Yeah, from? they have a huge, and they, it's really cool. They, they did some really smart things this year. Um, when you walk in, they had a huge mer- merchant kiosk. And this thing is fucking huge. And you just walked all the way around it. And they had all the different t-shirts for all the different bands and all the Coachella shirts and all of that. So you could buy all that. They had a little general store. <laughs> you could rent lockers to put your stuff in. And you could leave them in there overnight. Um, there just all kinds of little, like, sundry type stuff there. And then they had a big area where all the food was. And they had a huge tent that you could eat under and be out of the sun when you're eating your food. They had a Ferris wheel in that area, too. And then you had like Coachella proper that had all the venues that were just stretched out and you know in all these and different they did the, directions. The crowd wasn't an issue this time. Because <laughs> crowd of the... was not nearly as big of an issue because of the wristbands. Yeah. These wristbands were like high tech. Yeah. Well, the one crazy thing, and to know me is to understand what this did to me. On Friday morning, I go to put my wristband on, and um, I don't have it handy, but it had a little circle of plastic with four little connectors on it. Three of the four connectors were broken. And That's what happened to Thomas's. And all they say on the site is like. Your Coachella, your bracelet is considered or treated like money. If it's broken, you have to buy another one. There's no replacements. You're out of luck. This and that. I'm losing my fucking mind because it clamps, but the clamp isn't staying shut. And I'm just like, I'm gonna die. I, I, I you know. And meanwhile, we were all supposed to go to lunch <laughs> together before we went to the polo fields. Do you know how it broke? It just was like that. It just was. You know. Um, you I just, just took the rubber band it. off, undid it, and I was like, what the fuck. Um, so I was like, listen, guys, I have to go. I can't eat lunch. There's no way I can relax until I have this taken care of. And I drove all the way to the polo fields. I actually got inside because, you know, they weren't... It, the people working these gates are morons. There's not a brain in between them. They're just all barely over probably... You know, they're probably all making minimum wage. They're only been, they only know what to do right there in their little area. So I got in and then I said, well, hey, I think this might break. I, want, I need to get a replacement. And they're like pointing me to different people. And those different people don't know anything. They're telling me to go to a parking lot that actually never existed. Parking lot 11. There is no parking lot 11. <laughs> so I stayed inside. And then I just called David Krinsky. And I asked him to bring me some super glue into the, uh, into the show. And I super glued my clamps shut. And that way the, the bracelet lasted all weekend. But uh, yeah, that was a, that was a nightmare. That was um, good, yeah. So, quick, so, so what did um, what did Thomas end up doing? With I think he did the same thing. Basically, same thing. Just yeah. be real careful with it, and, mm. and yeah. Because um, I remember, because when I he he saw that I had super glued mine, and he had mentioned, oh, well, if the super glue makes it the way back around. Let me know. Um, <laughs> so he's passing around the super glue. Yeah, and all so all the bears watched Elbow. We all love Elbow. Great British melodic band. Lead singer's a bear. And totally you all wore yellow, right? Yeah, yellow shirt Friday. That's something that me and Robbie started two years ago. Just wear a yellow shirt on Friday. So a lot of the bears were wearing yellow on Friday. And of course, all the um, <laughs> the 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 pro guard people that work there. You know, the security. They all wear yellow. So depending on what kind of yellow shirt you were wearing, you had people coming up asking you for directions during the day. Because, like, Brian was there, and he's a little older looking. 
So, you know, like people look at him like an authority figure or whatever. So kids were asking him for directions. <laughs> James Lee had on a collared yellow shirt because it was kind of like a coach's shirt. He even wore like a little coach's whistle. And he had people asking him for directions like the whole day. So we kind of <laughs> learned a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> Brian Savage and I had an amazing adventure watching Cut Copy and Sleigh Bells. They were amazing. Um, we closed the weekend out with presets, all the bears together for presets. That was phenomenal. I love the presets. They're phenomenal. Um, we all, we, a lot of us watched Duran Duran together, including your mic was there. Mm-hmm. And um, they sounded great. I was really impressed by well, how good they sounded. Um, the Strokes put on a good show. Mumford & Sons were good. I kind of was hoping they'd be a little bit better, but I had a really good time watching them. Jimmy Eat World was fantastic. I was definitely thinking of Sam during Jimmy Eat World. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Cage the Elephant, they were a lot of fun. The lead singer was totally pulling a Kurt Cobain, like came out in the red dress and was just sort of juping and jiving <laughs> all over the stage and kept jumping in the audience. And it, it was a lot of fun to watch them. So those were like all the really good bands. And there's more I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving out. Was there like any conflicts? Like you couldn't like the, one? No, I was two. really lucky. The only conflict I had that was straight out was Interpol played at the same time as, um, as Sleigh Bells. And I'm a big Interpol fan. But... I was as soon as Sleigh Bells came out, I was like, I'm not leaving. And Zach left with a couple of the other people to go watch Interpol. Um, and then I, I kind of wanted to watch Animal Collective, but I split so I could see Empire of the Sun. And I heard that that was totally a decision to make because Empire of the Sun was amazing. And then a lot of the people saw Scissor Sisters instead of Arcade Fire. And everybody who saw Scissor Sisters said, I wish I had seen Arcade Fire after they found out the show that Arcade Fire put on. So. Mm. Now, so, I yeah. haven't heard of ha- half of these bands. Yeah. Like, if I went next year, would I, had a good, would I have a good time? I will tell you, in all honesty, I'm getting to the point now where the bands are secondary. Mm-hmm. It's the experience. Being with my friends and being on those grounds and just having the time of my life, it almost doesn't matter anymore. I mean, and you're mm, standing the whole time, pretty much, right? You're standing pretty much the whole time. But if you want to go take a breather, there's tons of places to lie down. There's tons of shade. Um mm-hmm. I was by myself sometimes. I was with tons of people sometimes. I was with one person one time. Now that more of the bear guys are starting to go, you pretty much have somebody to pile around with almost at every venue. And what's great is that they've improved their sales signal there. So it's not difficult to find where people are standing for different That's acts. Cool. And one of the cool things nice. was Orm, the guy who's one of the kind of one of the primary organizers in our group, he actually had an app that creates um, kind of like an insulated Twitter feed where you grab all your friends and you create your own Twitter system. So if you send it out, it goes to just those. Kind of like what we used to use Twitter for back when Twitter started. (laughs) So that was really, um, really helpful, too. And there's just so many cool people, man. I mean, there were we had at least two to two to four women that came up and said, you guys are awesome. I've been watching you. All you all you guys are so fucking cool. I think it's that whole like it looks like a lot of my dads are hanging out and jumping around having a good time. And people really react to that. And it's like people kind of have their guards down. Like you can just go up and like tell somebody they're, they're awesome and it's like no big deal. The people, they don't give you a weird look. They're like, hey, you know, it's like, it's just a, a, a low level of attitude which is really wonderful. I'm not saying it's not there, but it's it's not like it is in your kind of day-to-day I, lives. Right. I think for me it would be good because I'm kind of reverse music. I need to like, Hear the band, get into the band, like the band, and then I'll go buy the music. Yeah, well, and it's a great place to get turned on to new music. I mean, I'd yeah. never listened, I'd never heard, really heard Cut Copy or the presets before, and I came away being huge fans. And then, like, even today, I was checking out a band I didn't get to see called Trampled by Turtles that are this great sort of 21st century bluegrass um, ensemble that are totally made up of really woofy bears, like super <laughs> cute guys that play awesome music. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, it's a great, it's a really cool thing. There's one super low light, and that was um, CeeLo Green. He was 30 minutes late, mm-hmm. um, and at Coachella, they don't fuck around. If you're late, they don't care why you're late. 
Um, you only get your set time. And whatever you're late, that cuts into how much time you have to play. Right. So he was in his fourth song, and they just pulled the plug on him. Wow. And apparently he was a big diva about it because he said I, his yeah. plane landed late or something like that. But it's like, you know what, man? That's you knew this was Coachella. You should have made it so, you know, you got an earlier flight. You yep. shouldn't fuck around. This is like a yep. premiere moment. This can be a, a make-or-break situation for mm. a lot of artists. I mean, look at Arcade Fire, for example. They played the outdoor stage like four or five years ago, then played um, midday on the main stage, and then they were headlining this year, mm -hmm. and they, they destroyed Coachella. Mm -hmm. They leveled it, you know? The thing I heard from um, from Thomas and, and Jeb and Mike, because they were there, is that, that he was... Yeah, he was making excuses. He was yelling at Coachella. He was being totally douchey and diva about it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Don't do that it's to your fans. Apologize to your fans. They're because yeah. don't treat your fans like that. They're especially not this audience. Where yeah, this isn't necessarily exactly. even your fans. These are people who are like, Checking oh yeah, I see Low Green. Sure, yeah. I'll go check him yeah, out. He probably's exactly. going to put on a good show. And he was, and then you come out thing. and you be a douche, and it's just like, yeah. oh fuck that guy. Bad taste yeah. in my mouth now. Exactly. Whatever I think of that guy. Yeah, you so. gotta you gotta remember that that you are there for the fans. The fans are not there yeah. for you, is there, especially in this case. Is any kind of drug culture there, or? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Well, you know, when people are euphoric, a lot of times it comes from okay the place. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, that's like nothing saying overt. that's like I mean, nothing with, overt though, right? Well, I don't know what you would describe. Smoking pot. Or, yeah, there's definitely yeah. a little oh, smoking okay. pot. I mean, it's probably very similar to Burning Man, you know, in the sense that. Well, you actually can't be overt anymore. At Burning really? Man. Yeah, you got to be kind of covert. Yeah. Who's there to enforce? The sheriffs. The, oh, yeah. you're not supposed to be smoking pot and walking around. You no. Know, uh, That's funny because uh, I I literally saw four sh uh, four black clad police officers walking by a group of people smashing it, uh, uh, passing a joint, and they didn't even blink an eye. Okay. So I mean, I'm not saying like. You mean you, at Coachella? At Coachella, yeah. yeah. I mean, they don't want you, like, doing lines of coke on a picnic table or something, right. you know? But, it, I mean, it's one of those things like, well, if you're stupid enough to get caught, then you're probably pretty stupid because right. they don't really go out of their way to make you, you know, not to take drugs. You, yeah. So covert. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, but oh, yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely um, okay. lots of drugs being used. But not like, I mean, again... You know, you don't have to. It's, it's no, I, you know, I was, I, I I was found, with people I that didn't do drugs. Even, I was a Burning Man, and I, I still found it very euphoric and ethereal, yeah. kind of out there. Being, I mean, you know, you got to realize, yeah. there's like, I think there's like seventy thousand people there. You know, yeah. just with 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 tickets that doesn't count count all the people that are working there. That doesn't count all the artists themselves. I mean, I did see. I even saw one of the um, yellow shirt security dudes. You know, grab a joint from a guy and take a hit off of it. So, I mean. It's kind of lax. And and if anything, that's my biggest complaint against the whole thing is that the people working the gates and the people working the parking are just still really stupid. Really, really stupid. Yeah. And and that was kind of a bad thing. And, so, and the parking, I still think, could be greatly improved upon. But I know it's, it's really difficult to get that many people into um, right. a small place three days in a row and pull it off without a hitch. So. Now, isn't, aren't these kind of music festivals, weren't they going away for a while? They were like really big and then they going away? They're but Coachella traveling. seems to stay. Exactly what JP is saying. Because it's quality. The traveling one has yeah. gone away. Now Lollapalooza, yeah, Lollapalooza is, Lilith, that kind of thing. But Lollapalooza is in Boston yeah. every year. It's one, no, it's, it's turned in into Chicago a, or Chicago. Year. It's turned into a big yeah. festival right. and mm -hmm. not a traveling thing. And that's where the money's And that's at. like, if anything, they're, they're kind of on the rise now because you look at San Francisco and San Francisco just started the outside outside uh, outside lands festival three years ago, I think. And they're going and they have a really nice lineup this year. They have Arcade Fire, they have Muse, they have Fish for two nights, um, the Shins. But then they also have another really great festival at the um, 
what is it? Uh, Treasure Island Music Festival, um, which is, you know, right there in between the, the bridges. No, Treasure Island. No, no. The Treasure Island, um, the Island. area in between the two bridges. Oh, you know? San Francisco. Yeah. 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 So they have a Treasure Island Music Festival, too, which like last year that had LCD sound system and a bunch of good bands. So, uh, okay. um, so they've got it, some good stuff going on. I think it ebbs and flow. On. I think there was some financial difficulty. Sure. And then it's just I think what just they're like finding anything. is these one-off festivals yeah. you can actually make a profit on, you know, as opposed to like carting the circus around. And also that way... The bands are almost, I mean, this almost creates t- tours for bands without having to cart all the bands from each city. Like right, the bands can right. pick and choose which festivals they play. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm really out of it. Are the are the, the radio stations still having like little mini Coachellas, little mini things like yeah. K-Rock? And... 91X used to have the their yeah. X-Fest and stuff. I don't know. I don't to listen honest, to the radio anymore. Or regular radio. But sure. yeah. So, so, you know, that's, that's the little Coachella roundup. It's just... I just, you know, I can't say enough, man. It, it honestly, it recharges me completely at the, as the same at the same time that it's draining me. I was gonna say, and yes. it <laughs> it reaffirms my my faith in just about everything. You know, like I'm just in that moment on that field. You really do feel like, okay, yeah, you know, there is some Humanity shit that's can... going on that's that's worthwhile. I mean, you forget that, you know, everything that that box you know in your living room tells you that sucks. There's <laughs> like this whole world out there that doesn't. If you just step away from the box, you know, yeah. <laughs> like welcome home. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, that's exactly, dude. And I, you know, uh, that's what they say at Burning Man. Welcome home. That's exactly what it feels like. It really does. Yeah. So cool. Good. I think we we have we are at time. I think we did a show. I think I talked we a have, lot. We have lots of sirens in the background. Woo-hoo. Sorry. Apparently, my whole neighborhood is going up in flames. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, shall we get to the, the tugging of the tugs? Let's get to the, the tugging door. of the tugs. Um, let's wait let until the sirens are gone. Okay. I, I know I have a lot of tugs, and I know Brian is going to have a bajillion tugs. I, because have bajillion. Brian I only have a Brian. few. You want me to go? <clears throat> yeah, Brian, why just start, why Justin. We go. Okay. Go ahead, Justin. Do you have any this time? I do have a tug. Oh, my God. A tug, a single tug, um, to a new listener, um, Corey, who just started listening to our show. Um, hey, Corey. Hi, Corey. So. Hey, Corey. Yay. Welcome. That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said a tug, and I meant a tug. <laughs> okay, I'd like to tug. Oh, but... oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. Well, I take that back. And I'd like to um, give a tug out to Carl and to Josh for helping me through my car situation. Ah, yes. yes. You got a new car. Did we talk about that at all? Uh, no, we didn't. Hey, Justin yes, got a new car. I did get a new car because my other one <laughs> took a crap. So. Ah, cute. What kind is it? It's a Kia Forte Coupe. Cute. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'd like to tug my buddy Eric. Uh, even though I've I've been in San Diego for four years now, I traveled so much for work. I really there's still a lot of places I haven't seen here. And he took me to the Cabrillo Monument mm-hmm. up there on the hill. It was gorgeous. It was yeah. beautiful. Uh, and then Harbor Drive. I didn't know how many times have I been to the airport. I didn't know there was that cool long street over there. Oh, you mean right along the the coast? Yeah. Oh yeah, where the yeah, where the ship is and yeah, the Star of India. Yeah, that's a really cool place. And they yeah. have those little artistic windmilly things yep. there. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was yeah. awesome. Very cool. Get so, fried clams at Anthony's. Yummy. Oh wow! <laughs> no, I don't. I don't eat fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Stevo, uh, what a tug Stevo for the new Bear Heat dance and for other things. And my buddy Frank Frank Jones for taking me to my sinus uh, operation. That was very sweet of him to do. Cool. And that's it. Okay. Um, 
Tugs to Tito, who I finally met at Disney. Um, to Paul Gibbons, Gibbo. Um, Bob Keitel and Chris Vance. Saw them at the thingy on Thursday. Coachella. <clears throat> yes. Uh, both the other JPs, Evil JP and Good JP. <laughs> uh, Dave Krinsky, Donovan, uh, Big Red B, uh, Tim Baker, Paul, Steve, Cliffy, Kathane, who is absolutely the coolest person. Kathane's I think. fucking amazing. I have a video I can show you that they posted of him dancing on my Facebook. I'll show it to you after we're done. Very cool guy. Um, huge tugs to Jack and Steve for hosting us. Um, to Frank and John. Went to... Um, I went to go see their house for the first time. These guys... I thought you'd been to their place before. I had never been to their place. Oh. oh, my God. I mean, Frank has... He's got a 1957 Chevy in his garage, which is the car, and he drove the car in the movie Mermaids that also Cher drove. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That car is in their garage. So cool. I mean, they've got wow. a ton of stories. And what else did Cher do? <clears throat> Oh, and also ran over <laughs> Frank's foot <laughs> in oh, that wow. car. <laughs> she was very, she was very apologetic. She's like, "Oh my god, oh my god, are you okay?" But anyway, um, so that, and also, um, and also, John. Um, I didn't realize all the stuff that John had done. I mean, he, you know, he'd done all the graphics and stuff for Survivor, and he's done a bunch of for. I didn't know that. Yeah, for ABC and NBC and CBS and. Fox also, I think. Wow, he's worked cool. for yeah. He's done a lot, a lot of cool stuff. He's doing a comic right now, which is really, really cool. I love his drawing yeah, style. I like his art style. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's at fatfreecomics.com. You guys should go check it out. Cool. Got some great What's stuff. Fatfreecomics.com. Oh, so it's not like he, a, he has oh, a bunch okay. of different comic oh, books. Okay. Just, just sort of okay. like one and two off kind of uh, gotcha. stories and stuff. They're kind of fun. And also uh, Jason from Scruff, who has been sending me some great suggestions and ideas. Cool. Cool. That's it. I'm done. All right. Well, um, let's get into this. So tugs, um, huge, ginormous tugs to Zach, um, JD, and Brian Savage. I, I mean, honestly, I just can't say enough about these guys. Um, to Ron for letting Zach come out and play with us. Um, to Darren and Matt from Phoenix, a huge tug to Gibbo for just really Being amazing awesome. talks around the jacuzzi, uh, the wee into the wee morning hours. Um, uh, to Mark uh, G, to Brian and JP from Sacramento, just amazing guys. To Evil JP and to Orem, <laughs> amazing guys. To Cathane, to Greg Whipple, to Dave Z, to, um, to Krinsky, to Andy Bone, to Bob Major, to James Lee. To Michael Carrera and all the people that came out for Bear Night. Um, to Martin and Miguel. It was amazing to finally get to meet Miguel. Martin yes, is a wonderful yes. guy, and he's found himself a wonderful guy. To Jevin Thomas, to Donovan, um, to Cubby Dan, to Dino, who I just met, who's a great guy. Um, and to all the rest of the guys involved in that Coachella trip. It was just one of the most magical times of my life. So thanks for that. And I've got three little pimps real quick. If you're a huge fan of um, Instagram, like I am, you definitely want to ta- uh, check out the free uh, program called Postagram. It basically can turn any one of your Instagram prints into a postcard that you can send to yourself, and your artwork actually pops out of the postcard, and then you can frame it or do whatever you want with it. And it's like a dollar, dollar twenty or something to do that. Let me add an aside to that. There's a company called Hatchcraft. I think it's Hatchcraft.com, mm-hmm. and they will uh, take your Instagram and they'll print it out on bamboo paper, and then they'll put it into a bamboo shadow box. Oh, it's like about, fuck yeah! Yeah, it's really cool. I got one for Richard and Reed. It's very, very cool. Dude, you got to hook me up with that. What's it called? Uh, Hatchcraft. Hatchcraft. Um, and then Tina Fey's new book is amazing. If you like Tina Fey, you'll love this book. 
And I started playing Portal 2 today, and it exceeds all expectations, amazingly exceeds it. It's fucking awesome. And one of the people who does the voices <laughs> is Stephen Merchant, who I adore from... Um, anyway, so anyway, that's enough. Uh, but yeah, if you like Portal 1, if you don't buy this, you're very, very stupid. Oh, yeah, I, I can't wait to play so. Portal 2. It was so much fun. And that's that's it, I think. Yay. So, Yay. Yes. Um, well, start. You. Oh, okay, this is Justin. Goodbye. Bye, Bye Justin. Justin. <laughs> this is Vito. Bye, Bye, Bye Vito. Vito. I'm JP. Bye, Bye JP. And I'm Ryan. Goodbye, Bye, Ryan. Ryan. Bye, guys. This, this is episode, episode 87. 87. 87. Okay. We're getting up there. No. Okay. Will you do anything for our I think that needs to be our drunken naked episode.